You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. What happened to the church, to the living, powerful, transformative, nation-shaking Christianity? What they're trying to do is completely demolish Western civilization and then to rebuild it in a just society. How do you break down American Christianity? I think the problem today in our culture is many of our words have been co-opted and stolen and dumbed down and reversed. Social justice is sold as something that it isn't. Critical race theory is sold as something that it isn't. Whiteness has caused blindness of heart. Whiteness has caused blindness of heart. When you preach victimization, it always leads to vengeance and vice. Us against them, me against you, I want my pound of flesh. American churches today are where the universities were 10 years ago. Pretty heavily Marxist. They're not quite there yet, but they're well on the way. Many of the seminaries and Bible colleges are definitely already there. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Almost from the beginning of this podcast, I have played that Ronald Reagan soundbite. And the reason I do that is because this is, at least today, the greatest country on the face of the planet. We, we need to understand that. The founding fathers that created this country understood the evil and, and the injustices that were happening 250 years ago. So they wanted to have a country where human beings can be as free as possible on this planet. We will never be as free as we will be when we go to heaven. That is truth. We suffer every single day, even the rich people that think that they live their lives and have no worries, kill themselves all the time. Why? is because the country was founded on the God-fearing principles of the word of the holy living God. 
I'm not going to discuss this. You should never discuss the fact with anyone that this country was not founded on the Word of God. It was, it is, and hopefully we can save it through that same process. However, it is becoming more difficult. And the reason behind that is because communism and evil is infiltrating the actual church of America uh, uh, across the globe, but even in America. I'm going to present to you why and how American churches are being attacked by the communist forces, which in my mind, in many's, many people's minds, when I say communists, we're talking about globalists because these are communists. In a communist regime, the elites are in charge of everything. They determine how you live your life and they understand that because it doesn't affect them. Because they have money and they have power across this globe which you don't have. So obviously gives them the right to control your life. No, it doesn't. God has given you the rights to be free and not be controlled by anyone whatsoever on this globe. So we're going to start off by a contributor to probably guess the epic times his name is trevor loudon he's an author filmmaker and public speaker from new zealand for more than 30 years of his life he has researched radical left marxist and terrorist movements and their covert influences on Main Street or mainstream politics. But it's it's deeper than that. I mean, we already know that the politics of America is entrenched. We've talked about that many times on the podcast. Entrenched by the communists. We have communist representatives that are in the government, throughout the government, not just in the House and the Senate, but throughout every department of the government. And their goal is to take over this country and turn it into 
a communist entity. Look, if, if you don't believe that, I get it. But you need to wake up and smell the coffee and understand what is truly going on. So, but we're going to talk about how it's affecting the churches where supposedly they're not political. They're not supposed to be political. So how is it possible that the communists and the communist mindset is now going into the churches. So let me play a clip from Trevor Loudon being interviewed by the Epic Times. Yeah, well, it's been a long... See, so the Chinese Communist Party did a study on America a few years ago, a 10-year study, and they, they, they looked at why is America so strong. They First, they thought it was our military. And they said, no... Then they thought it was a political system. No. Then they think it's the religion. It's Christianity. That is the strength, the moral strength of America. It is that Christian ethic that has made America as great and as strong as it is. So if you're going to bring down America, you have to get inside the churches and weaken the churches. So we, we have looked at the history of this. Our movie is called Enemies Within the Church. It's available at enemieswithinthechurch.com. It's going crazy around the country now, selling all over the place. But it's showing the long-term history when the Soviet Union started infiltrating the churches in the 1920s, right up to the communist Chinese efforts in more recent times. But now we're looking at how actual cultural Marxists are infiltrating even the evangelical churches, even the Baptist churches, the socially, politically conservative churches, the people who elected Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump are now being infiltrated by Marxists to turn even those to the left. And if that happens, there will be no more conservative movement, there will be no more conservative presidents, we will have a left-wing country. We lose the churches, we lose the nation. So I want to reiterate what Trevor is actually saying. You see, they already are ingrained in the government. They're already ingrained in the military. And now they're working on the churches Christianity the strongest moral force on the planet is now being attacked by the Marxists they couldn't do it by taking the government over they couldn't do it by taking over the military so What's the third thing left? If we eliminate the God-fearing people, then the elitists can win. 
So let's talk about why is religion and communism incompatible? Now, you would think that I would get my information from, you know, Newsmax or all these places. No. Part of the article I'm going to read from you is from Marxist.org. Not Marxist.com. Marxist.org. So it's an organization in America that has a C3 tax-exempt organization and growing by leaps and bounds. And this is what they have to say. Religion is the opium of the people, said Karl Marx. So in, in their minds, religion, it doesn't matter. Pick one, it's irrelevant. But see, religion is, in a Marxist mind, like any other drug. It corrupts that person. Alcohol, heroin. So Christianity is a religion in America, the, the major religion. So it is the drug that makes us not people. That's how you have to take that statement. It is the task of the Communist Party to make this truth comprehensible to the widest possible circles of the laboring masses. So this this is the platform that they're on. And think about China, think about Russia, think about Vietnam. The widest possible circles of laboring masses. So what they're doing is they're taking the average day Joe Schmo person, laborer, and telling them that religion is not the way. Communism is the way. And I continue. It is the task of the party to impress firmly upon the minds of the workers, even upon the most backward that religion has been in the past and still is today one of the most powerful means at the disposal of the oppressors for the maintenance of equality, exploitation, and slavish obedience on the part of toilers. So religion is, is 
oppressing and keeping people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to explain this, but according to them, religion is keeping people from succeeding and becoming whatever they want to become. Absolutely not. The Constitution of America is what allows Americans to go from poverty to president. Continuing, many weak need communist reasons as follows. Religion does not prevent my being a communist. I believe in God and in communism. My faith in God does not hinder me from fighting the cause of the proletarian revolution. See how they squeeze it all in there? So you, you, can, you can still believe in God, but you have to hand your rights to the leaders that God give you. And then once you do that, then you can no longer believe in God because they will eliminate you. And they've done it and they continue to do it. This train of thought is radically false. Religion and communism are incompatible, both theoretically and practically. And that is the truth. Communism and religion cannot live on this planet together. That's how simple it is. They can't. Freedom of a human being is by God. Communism does not whatsoever protect your freedoms as a human being. We're going to take a break. When we get back, I'm going to present to you, according to other people, I'll leave it at that, that there is a scientific proof that God does not exist. Once in every life Someone comes along And you came to me It was almost like a song You were in my Right where you belong And we were so in love It was almost like some 
such a perfect for you each night And it's almost like a song But it's much too sad to So if you're going to bring communism into a Christian country, you have to prove that God doesn't exist, which is what the colleges are doing. And these people, unfortunately, that are college students and people that were educated over the last 30 years, are going to churches that are entertainment for the the effect of making them feel good and not worshiping, worshiping the God that created them. And the reason behind that is because they're confused about does God exist? So this is the questions that the people and the atheists of this world understand and believe in. In God, the failed hypothesis, which is a scientific word, that they use in college. But see, a a, a hypothesis has to be proven. And they have never, in the history of this world, proven that God does not exist. 
How science shows that God does not exist. This is from Victor J. Stinger, offers this scientific argument against the existence of God. So remember, this is a hypothesis. It's an argument. And and I agree he should have the ability, like the rest of us, to have an argument. But it's not proven. Period. Hypothesize a God who plays an important role in the universe. So what he's saying is, think about a God that plays this important role and prove it to me. Assume that God has specific attributes attributes that should provide objective evidence for his existence. See, they're applying science, <laughs> which is a worldly phenomenon, experience, whatever, to God. Science has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the God that created the universe. Science is made up by man to question our existence and the world that we live in. So look for such evidence with an open mind. I agree with that. But again, this is this is based on science. If such evidence is found, conclude that God may exist. So Science has to have evidence to prove the hypothesis that God exists. If we have no evidence, then science must conclude that God does not exist. And this is where this guy is going. If such objective evidence is not found, conclude beyond a reasonable doubt that a God with these properties do not exist. Listen to this. Reasonable doubt. I want you to replace those words with faith. Faith is how Christians live our life. We believe that this world, this materialistic thing that we live in, is not the final destiny. It's not a reasonable doubt. We do do not doubt. And the forefathers did not doubt that there is a God and that there will always be a God and that someday everyone, even those that have a reasonable doubt, will be shown 
and face the holy God that created everything. So how, how has and why has these communist people been able to infiltrate the church and start changing the church, the actual people that believe in their mind there is a God, but then they have reasonable doubt. So I'm going to play you a clip to end this podcast by Lucas Miles, which again is part of the Epic Times. Lucas Miles is a trusted voice in the American church who has consistently addressed some of the most challenging topics in theology, politics, and culture. He is the host of Faith Wire's the Lucas Miles Show and co-host of the Church Boys podcast. And this is where you can find him. He's a great guy. He, he's very, very knowledgeable. But what makes it more important is he understands what is going on in the church and helps us to understand what we're facing, if we continue down the road in America with what is going on, then the elitists, the communists, will take over this country and they will eliminate the church in America. And you're saying, well... There's other churches. There's Islam, there's Jewish, whatever. It doesn't matter. Communism doesn't care about whatever religion you have. Buddhists, it's irrelevant. Because they, the communists, are the gods. Just like China Millions, if not billions, of people in that country look at Mao and all of the other leaders in China as gods because they're brainwashed. And the state has become more powerful in their country than the God that existed that created ours. So let's take a listen to Lucas Miles. So this is, this is really like, so you mentioned Hegel. Yeah. And just for our audience too, you know, Hegel was, I mean, people don't know about him that much these days, but Hegel, he was one of the main ideologues that influenced Marx. Yes. He was part of the same hermetic school as Engels, who co-wrote the yep. Communist Manifesto with Marx. And he actually, his ideas, he was one of the leading kind of, I don't, I don't call it religious leaders, but I, I might be like uh, spiritual leaders in Europe. Yeah. Um, his ideas, Hegelian dialectics, it was the main metaphysical theory of Europe, yep. of a lot of Europe at that time. Yeah, I mean, this, this really, you know, uh, uh, came through the Enlightenment and post-Enlightenment period, and it, it shaped Europe. You know, and, and, and Hegel was really responding to Kant. 
you know, Kant, Kant had all sorts of ideas about God. And although these guys are known as philosophers, it, I think it's fair to say that they're also theologians. And yes. they were shaping this. And so what happened, and this is where my work would kind of differ maybe from what's out there, is where I've been tracing this is people like Hegel, in addition to inspiring Marx, also inspired what was known as the quest for the historical Jesus. And I, I have no idea what this is. Okay, Tell me all about right. it. Yeah. So, um, you, got, you got a new I one I always love talking right. to you yeah. because like, you're, you're, just, you're sharp on all of this. <laughs> so, so what we saw out of the Enlightenment period and the influence of Hegel was this inspiration uh, for this, what was known as the quest for the historical Jesus. So essentially this was you know, a group of theologians that were really trying to salvage the church and trying to show that Christianity could keep up with science and logic and reason uh, uh, you know, the way that maybe some of the other philosophies of the day were, were um, you know, developing. And so they started, you know, developing sort of um, explanations for how the miracles of the Bible might have happened logically and reasonably and scientifically. So, you know, they, uh, Jesus might have been floating on a raft rather than walking on water. Uh, the, my favorite one was a, was a, a particular, I, think, I believe his last name was Bart, uh, a German, and most of these guys were German, you know, theologians is he developed a theory that when the feeding of 5,000, that Jesus was part of a, um, you know, he was part of the Essenes, this sort of monk class, and he had all of his monk friends in a cave that were baking bread all morning, and he was just kind of standing by the cave nonchalantly passing this bread out, and nobody saw, you know, the monks inside, and that's how he miraculously fed them. You know, some of these notions are just ridiculous when you read them. Either you have to deal with the miracles in the Bible as presented, you can, you can not believe in them, you can discount them, but you can't, you know, there's not room for, you know, twisting the stories in such a way to make sense of this. But this yeah. is what happened. And so the outcome of this eventually, uh, uh, there was a guy named Albert Schweitzer who, who uh, eventually said, look, all these other quests are just ridiculous. And he did a new quest for a historical Jesus that basically painted Jesus as, a, uh, as essentially a prophet and as a great social reformer and as sort of this apocalyptic voice but not the savior of the world. And so Jesus is downgraded from savior of the world to social activist. And that's I what see. we're seeing now in woke Christianity. And that influenced a lot of early liberal theologians to get us to where we are today. America was built on the ideology of a holy God. And they understood, they left Europe, and those nations to come to America for freedom of religion. As Protestants, eventually the Catholics followed, but they understood exactly what Lucas is saying, that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And the communists are trying very hard. It's difficult, but they're trying to downgrade the events that happened almost 2,000 years ago when Christ, a man, God, he was God and he was man, was put on the cross and suffered for all of humanity throughout history of the world.
not only just for us in past history, but also for all of those that were waiting for the Messiah to show up. So the past history. And then we have the present history. Because we know things that they didn't know. We get the what I call the back end of history. We get to see the results of what Christ did. They, in the past, were expecting it. And it happened. Those of us in the present and the future look forward to Christ. To what he has done. But the world and the evil in it is constantly fighting against America believing exactly what we're talking about. They chip away. They've been doing it for probably a hundred years to chip away the foundation of this country that is based on exactly what I'm telling you about. That this country and the culture originally created for it was based on the fundamental rights of every human being that God has given us and the fact that there is something bigger than us. The left doesn't believe that. The communists doesn't believe that. See, they think they are the bigger. They know they're the gods. And the rest of us are insane people that will not follow science that according to many people has been proven that God does not exist. Please share the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Go to your app on your podcast. Click the stars. Give me a five-star rating if you like it. And share it. That's what's most important. Share it with your family and your friends. So that they can hear the truth. And they can share the podcast. And the Patriot Cause can continue to try, which I'm doing very much every day, to get the word out to save our country. This is the gun.
Good times ain't over for good. 